sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everybody? Griff here. Uh, still uh, a hermit, locked in my house. Foreseeably, uh, potentially permanently, it seems like. Um, can't imagine a scenario where I ever leave. Um, fortunately, uh, far away from me, I get to talk to my friend Tony. Tony, I believe you are, uh, we're congratulating you. You were recently named the new editor of the New York Times editorial page. So shout out to Tony. Look, all I'm going to do now is look to Fox News for my guests. We're going to have some Candace Owen. We're going to have, uh, who else? Mm. We're going to have Rudy Giuliani. I think he'll be a level-headed contributor to our op-ed page. Um, look, I think Tucker Carlson needs more press. I don't think he's getting enough run. I would like to bring <laughs> back some... I have heard about that yeah. So I think we need to bring back the left side of Fox News. I'm not talking Shepard Smith. I'm talking Glenn Beck. <laughs> I think we need some more Glenn Beck yeah. in mainstream media. Like, I know he did the Blaze thing. Well, I just wanted to... Yeah, well, congratulations, congratulations to you on uh, nailing down your first uh, editorial, your first op-ed of your new uh, or your time there, um, J.K. Rowling. So that shouldn't be controversial at all. No, I, I can't say what could go wrong. She, she's <laughs> she's up with with the youngins. She's she's right up with it. She's she's really woke, as the youngins would say, super woke, the best woke. Uh, you started naming all the right wing guys, and I. Um, I don't know why you popped into my head, but do you remember James Damore? Is James Damore a person that you were familiar with? I am not familiar with James Damore. He was the guy who got fired from Google for like being Republican or something, <laughs> or like questioning that they were hiring more women or something like that. Do you uh, oh, do you remember what that was? I, th- I think I am, but I also think he's a big QAnon guy these days. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's getting his hands into whatever he thinks might get him paid. So it's like, oh yeah, QAnon is my thing too. You know who else? Because certainly, you know, me becoming normal again wouldn't get me paid. Um, <laughs> I actually did March Drum Corps with that guy's brother. I'm remembering now, so I retract all those statements just in case anybody who might know me uh, hears this. Tony, uh, I dragged someone along with me. It's my cave mate. Um, People may only remember her from her more, um, I guess, popularized performances uh, on the sidelines of the glory days of Illinois football. <laughs> Kelly, I wouldn't call them glory days. Welcome to the beer engine. Uh, well, you're drinking a beer, so why don't you tell me ab- about this beer? You're drinking IPA, and you probably don't even know what the hell it is. I don't. I just poured you, it for you. You poured it, and you whisked the can away. Yeah, I did. I didn't want you to see that it was a beer called Double Space Boots. That is a controversial name. Why is that a controversial name? It's not. It's, I just I just, just decided like, uh, that it was. It really isn't. <laughs> what do you think of it? Is it good? I think it's really good. Yeah. It's a hazy IPA, Tony. It's the official uh, beer of... Of uh, the podcast recording, and this time I have to split it because I have somebody else here. So. Now, oh, sorry. <laughs> if you were going to rate this on Untapped, I'll, I'll throw the rating to Kelly first out of five stars. Mm. What are you giving that? Out of, I would give it a solid. Mm, I'm I'm deciding like mm, four four point two five. I think it's a four point two five. It's better than a four. This is a four and a halfer for me. I like this one. It's got a nice like sharpness to it that I that I dig that you don't often get out of these. Yeah. A little sweet, but not not as sweet as uh, some of the newfangled ones. And it's not loaded up with lactose. It at least doesn't feel like it is. Uh, I could be wrong, but uh, no, it's not. Nice, uh, a nice haze bomb. Now, did you notice that that I've been on on Untapped this week? I've actually. Looked up my login and I've logged back into Untapped and I've started to get my check-ins and badges back. I was gonna just say that you're right in you're in my you're in my brain. He's <laughs> he's lodged taking up headspace uh, in my brain. Um, Tony, you are back on Untapped. You are making smart-ass remarks on my uh, check-ins <laughs> and uh, along with the rest of the universe, apparently. And uh, you are. Um, and you're checking in beers, so tell me what, what kind of stuff are you getting into this weekend? Let's hear it. Yesterday, or last night, my time, 12 hours ago for you, if you want to put some time frame on it, I had one of the best Australian craft beers I've ever had, 
and it was oh my god by Deeds Brewing Company out of Glen Iris, which is a suburb of Melbourne, and it was an imperial smoked porter, and this thing was completely smooth, had just enough smoke. It wasn't a stout. It was a true okay. imperial porter, and it was absolutely delicious, and it got the Griff Signature five stars. Oh, my Ooh. God. Wow. And that must be at least one out of every one and a half beers. <laughs> it's a five stars for me. I don't know so, if it's more generous with the five stars, you or me. I'm oh, it's it's definitely me. I'm, hand, I'm dishing them out left and right. Uh Kelly, you heard smoke there, and I know your radar went up. You said that sounds yummy. No, I want the smokiest beer you guys I, have. I, I, can't, I'm super sensitive to smoky beers. I, my first reaction is this tastes like ham. I and, can't, I, and I love and ham. And you like ham. Yeah. I ham is my number one lunch meat. I love it at Easter. I could eat it every day, but in a beer, I'm like. Oh. You ate a ham sandwich six hours ago. I did, in fact, and it was delicious. Um. Yeah, so uh, it was it a particularly was it? Did you say it was a smoked beer, or was it was it just had smoke notes, maybe from being an imperial porter, Tony? Yeah, it had smoked malt in it. It's way down the ingredient okay. list, but it yeah. did have um, smoked malt. Look, I'll send you over the uh, beer descriptor, um, yeah. so that. Oh, I I just pulled it up. I'm reading it right now. Okay. And when it says things about cigars in in the description i'm immediately i can't drink this and you smoked a cigar six hours ago if i recall correctly is that right (laughs) sure did so you you sort of sensitive palate to smoke um i uh i don't i will eat i will drink uh any smoked beer i used to make it a point to go to our a place that Tony and I have both been. And all three of it's us have been met. to the Bavarian Lodge. It, it is the first time um, we met at the Bavarian Lodge. It's amazing. And, and uh, I, uh, they, they do a uh, yearly tapping of, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this, my Germans, our, our German listener base. And I see you in the analytics. I know your home addresses, <laughs> you know, come at me with this. But uh, uh, Schlenkerla, the smoked uh, lager make brewery uh makes a uh, a lent like a like a bock beer um for lent and they tap a big wooden barrel of it at the Bavarian lodge every lent and it is delicious and super smoky though uh and kel you just drink lager uh, which yeah is good, i'll but, drink yeah, anything else their lager is killer so despite not have, liking smoke beer you don't necessarily have a, i don't think you have a sensitive palate or anything to to most other stuff at this point, right? Um, no, smoke is the is the most offensive to me, and I just mean it. And it's like I, it's a personal dislike. I just don't like it. And I, yeah, yeah. Tony, have you pursued any smoked beer, or is it is it something you like chase after, or look for, or care about, or is it just something that's a part of a beer you might buy? No, I, I'm I'm sort of the opposite end to Kelly, and more in your wheelhouse. I love a, a rash beer. Um, I love that hammy, like over-the-top smoke that you get in in some German Rausch beers, but um, in this example, it was very, very mild. It was way down the ingredients list. I'm not sure whether Kelly would have actually had a problem with this. It was primarily. I probably would. <laughs> she she could have. It could have. be like the very last thing. It could have sat next to a smoked beer, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. There's an old there's a joke that a guy. Um, uh, at a brewery here told that because he couldn't he he had a hard time getting he couldn't get his brewery going soon enough to get a beer entered into the festival of barrel age beers so he couldn't barrel age anything he just he said he was just going to put a bottle of it on like a big wood stave <laughs> and say it was barrel aged for a while and, aged uh, on wood yeah and bring it bring it in and enter it in the contest yeah no I, I really enjoy them I enjoy the more subtle styles like the one I had this time, but I also like the ham sandwich in a can variety that, that comes out, those those super smoky German beers. Um, I'm not sure whether they've started to hop those suckers up, but I hope they haven't because I, I could imagine like modern hopping schedules really getting in the way of of the smoke and becoming something quite awful. Double dry hopped, double dry smoked uh, hazy Roush beer. What do you think, Tony? 
Well, I was just going to say, sorry, Tony, I'm cutting you off, but it sounds like a salad and a sandwich. Mm. <laughs> now we're now we're talking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Kelly doesn't like smoked beers, um, which is fine. Uh, I'm sure that if uh, a, a lesser man were on this podcast, he'd be talking about her delicate girl palate uh-huh. and so on and so forth. No, the only um, time we throw that that thing around is when Brian Malika's involved in the podcast and he's delicate. There's a delicate palate. Um, we, uh, Kelly's kind of been in the same position I have with, with relationship to the beer world, I think, um, in sort of a, what I would describe as uh, living around the periphery of it um, for many, many years. Um, there are a lot more female brewers than there have been. Mm-hmm ever at this point. Um, and, uh, there's a lot more, um, women hanging out at the bars than there probably ever have been, I would say. Well, maybe not that tr- at the beer at the, bars, at the beer bars and, and women being more, we have allowed women to go to bars before the last 10 years in certain parts of America. We appreciate the permission, but the <laughs> lefts want to take it away. Don't they just like everything else. No, it's <laughs> You know, uh, you you have gotten accused of that sort of like, no, you're not accused directly, but I think there's implication that uh, you have sort of a a lighter palate or you want sort of lighter beers and that can come out. Uh, Maybe not anymore, but maybe five, seven, eight years ago, that was something that was more prevalent. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, yeah, it's something that there's often assumptions made that like, oh, what do you like to drink? Oh, do you want something fruity, something lighter? And I'm like, actually, can I have like, I want the stout. <laughs> and I, I, there's a, I have a very strong memory that of a beer fest we went to. This was years ago. And remember when we used to be able to do that? Um, <laughs> yeah. I remember going, I remember being able to go outdoors. Outside, in fact, yeah, it's wild. Um, and hang out in crowds of people mm-hmm. um, and drink from tiny cups. So, Oh, it, there was a there was a brewery that I very much enjoyed and went up to their stand and asked for um, this uh, this beer and it was a it was a stout style, yeah. and I asked for it by name and the the guy kind of looks at me like I'm crazy and he's like well he's like that you know that's a stout right are I'm you like, sure you want yeah, that actually yeah. like that's <laughs> like my one of my favorite styles of beer so yes, please. I would like to have that. And the image of his face in my mind, like it's still just burned in there and yeah. later found out that it was actually the owner of the brewery. And I'm like, wow, that sucks. <laughs> way yeah. to make assumptions about people that you're, you eventually want to actually purchase your beer and not just drink it at a beer fest. Well, it is one of those things that I ever, I never notice like in the regards of implicit sexism is, and even friends of mine do this, like that, work at bars or say own them mm-hmm. and uh they no they won't do this to kelly because fortunately kelly has been on the periphery of the beer scene for 10 years and pretty much everyone at least recognizes us at this point which is a little disturbing but <laughs> yeah. you know reassuring to a degree so rarely do we get the thing where does kelly get the thing anymore where it's like oh you know maybe what do you like do you want some something maybe like a, a Lindemann's framboise or something or whatever. Um, not that that beer is bad, but right. you know, it's just one of those things. Um, but I do see people get that just the automatic, see the girl at the bar. Oh, what do you like? You know, do you want something, you know, fruity or sour or whatever? Not that those beers are, again, those are fine beers, but why are you suggesting those just because a woman walked right. up, it's I, really I, weird. I mean, I, it's, I don't think it's wrong to assume that someone that you've never seen before may not know a ton about beer, but instead of like suggesting something right off of the bat, maybe ask them what their favorite style of beer is or start it in a, in a slightly more educational way than making assumptions. Of like, what kind of well, food you, do you like? What kind of wine too? do you like? Anything, you know, yeah. any other topic of conversation might lead you to a better answer than. Let me get you, know, you the lightest, pinkest, stupid, yeah. fruitiest thing that I have on. Because it's kind of like back in the day when you would you would go somewhere and, and somebody would do a double take on a female ordering a steak. I think that's fairly commonplace now. I don't think there's anything particularly shocking or masculine even about ordering a steak. But if a waiter was if you were to order steak and then the waiter comes back and offers you salad and, and double checks, are you sure? Would you take mm-hmm. as much offense yeah. with that? I'm sure you would. That just doesn't sound um yes. 
Yeah. Did uh, that happen in Australia, Tony? All you guys, I mean, there's not, there's hardly other food than steak. I don't know. <laughs> what other, what are the, what are the women going to eat if they're not eating steak? <laughs> At least they're eating well. Running out of food. <laughs> Optional, I had steak or, you know, chick parm and chips or whatever the thing you said last week. I had parm and chips this week. It was delicious. Um, yeah, but where does this this stereotype come from that women have more delicate palate than men? I don't know even know where that even comes from because I mean, I think it it comes from a long history of women being the the weaker sex. If you right, if you sure. really want to get down to it, it's you know women can only handle certain things that. You, you don't be overexerted. It's like our place is in the kitchen and, well, you know, we, we only know what the, you know, men will tell us or what they'll hand, you know, hand down to us. And I, I think that's kind of lesser now. Like obviously there's been progress made in that way, but also at the same time, like it's also, it, it's deeply rooted in people in, in the way this is becoming very serious. It's also TV. I think it's TV. <laughs> I blame everything on TV, but it's TV. I mean, it's, it's TV because the, oh, yeah. the ladies on TV, I mean, even the, even, you know, you're like strong women leads. Uh, didn't, they weren't pounding beers. They were, no, they're drinking, they're drinking cocktails. They're drinking uh, wine, you know, sex in the city was not that long ago. It no. was relatively recently. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how often was uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, you know, drinking a two hearted, you know, it's just, it was not the, well, that's you know, the, and that's not that you can't. And it's not even that women have to like beer. It's just that the, the association was never made. You know what I mean? It no, never. We never drew the line. Right. It was, it was, you know, it's in still it's wine night. I got, you know, I'm making my TikTok video. I got my jug <laughs> of that big wine glass. That's like a gallon, if you, you know, that bottle. fits a whole bottle or whatever. And I'm dumping that thing in there and like, Ooh, it's a quarantine size serving, you know, yeah. all that shit. It's, it's all still, it's not that that stuff's gone. I just think within the insular community of beer, it started to become at least more equitable or less in less of the implicit sexism, which frankly was some of the first times as a naive guy that I really noticed stuff like that. Right. Is like, well, why does he do that? You know, like, weird to ask that question don't do anything just be normal for five minutes you know but no i think there's um that my opinion is that it's tv that's just sort of and movies and stuff it just sort of it's it's pervasive and it probably all draws back to the more smart thing you said but i watch tv so (laughs) (laughs) it was it's funny the sarah jessica parker example that you brought up how was it this year last year that stella artois Mm -hmm. campaign how they had her and the dude in there who both Jeff have signature James. cocktails and instead they're like, no, I'll have a Stella. Right. And that was just like shocking. Well, the, the Coors commercial with the lady takes her bra off. Oh, that yeah. was like, that was like a, a groundbreaking commercial. Like beer, a woman, a woman can relax, a cute lady can relax with beer if you want. I think that's in like, that's cool. Or whatever you know, like that's that was crazy. But there was a lot of hubbub about that commercial. But mm-hmm. the question I want to ask is: Can she enjoy a full serve can, or does she have to go with a half serve? Oh, that's a whole thing you've got a problem with too. But yeah, yeah, I, that's not something that's super. <laughs> it, uh, I've never run into that Here until we <laughs> until we were in the UK. <laughs> And yeah. people were like, like, assume you want like the half pint. And I'm like, but that, I can commit to the full pint. I like a full beer. Like, I don't. Oh. Bitch, give me that whole pint. And why do I need the tiny glass? It's three and a half percent. <laughs> I ain't getting nothing from that. I'm American. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, she were, you were getting off. Well, they fillers. will default. They will default to the half pint. Oh. I mean, for a woman. Yes, absolutely. Even in the neighborhood, yeah, in London, they would, right? Uh-huh. You kind of had to, like, kind of give me the whole pint, please, you know? Right. Now, if, if you're at a bar and there's only, you know, four beers on four separate engines, fine. I'll, you know, give me the full. But I, I do, the only time I will appreciate the half pint is if you're at a bar, like, what was that place in Edinburgh? And it was, ugh, they had the that chamomile beer. But they had a they had a really good selection. If you wanted to try a lot of different things, it was like things. Bannerman's, wasn't it? Bannerman's. No, that, had the... that was the place that had Faroque. Oh, that's a 
Sorry, we're like getting 90, our chamomile and our 90, heather beer is confused. Yeah, well, <laughs> our Oops. Beers. Whoops. Uh, it was like 90A or something. I don't oh, the, know. oh, the Hollerin 9A. 9A, there you go. Um, but they had so many good beers available that, you know, then I'm like, oh, well, the, the half pint now serves a purpose because I want to try a lot of things right. that I don't necessarily need to yeah, have. Yeah, but the half pint serves, serves a purpose for everybody, not just for females in that case. Because I, like you, would want to try everything as well. So the half pint makes sense. Mm-hmm. Try, try yes. being a dude asking for a half pint in London. <laughs> you sort of get the same side eye. It's like, uh-huh. That's wild. You know, I was uh, thinking about this earlier when I, we were talking about bringing you on, Kel, and the, um, hmm. uh, you know, you you had you had even sort of locked in your mind that you weren't going to like IPA, which was a famous interaction we had. You you oh, yeah. you and I had come up through beer the same way. We drank line and kugels. We um, you know sort of made our way into craft beer. You sort of leaned towards darker beer. You still do. I think you like stout the most and porter and things like that. But for sure, um, you sort of had this maybe it was something you, you had, maybe it was an IPA you drank that you didn't like, but you sort of had this like lodge, this like bug in your brain that said you weren't going to like IPA. Well, what the, the word bitter just stands out. And I'm like, mm, I don't want bitter. Why would I, that doesn't sound enjoyable. Why would I want to drink that? Because the association of hops being bitter, yeah. I'm like, ugh, no thanks. I would and, rather. And we don't do that stuff. anymore anyways. So yeah. Sure. No, everything is like, Yeah. <laughs> But you, uh, so um, I famously, uh, this isn't going to come off good anymore. I'm not liking the way this story looks on me. But <laughs> I did just order you a beer at Port, at a place called Poor Phil's. And um, you came and you tried it. And I was like, oh, I got this for you. And then you drank it and you said, I like this. And I said, oh, it's too hard to deal. And then since then, you've just been on IPA, which is good. Mm-hmm. It makes it easy for me. It's one of those things that I, I same way I started eating sushi. You thought it you, you thought it tasted like Lysol and it doesn't taste like Lysol. IPA, I mean. Oh, right. Yeah. Famous words by someone else, but yes. Yep. This 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 beer tastes like Lysol. I like it. Yeah. Sushi yeah was another one I had to kind of like just sort of you're put like, in yeah, front of just you. Let and, me order it. And now you're like now you're going sushi sushi withdrawal. I am. We haven't had it since we've been locked inside the house. Yeah. Well, we're not making our own, as we learned last week. So. No. Tony, wh- now, um, your IPA story, I don't know if you were drinking IPA before I started just handing it to you. Were, were, you, were, you, were you. What were you drinking before I just gave you a six-pack <laughs> of American IPA? Well, you didn't give me a six-pack of IPA. We can get into what you actually gave me because that, that six-pack was outstanding. But the first IPA I ever had was actually in America. Um, How was it? And it was... The first time I came over for this in Iowa, so, mm-hmm. and it was at the yeah, LAX ago, airport, airport. Did they have <laughs> a Gordon Bish at the at LAX? <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm yeah. sure they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And so I was meant to have a two and a half hour, hour layover, which turned into a 10 hour layover. So you have to Jesus. entertain yourself somehow in LAX. So what else is there to do other than to drink? I'm sure you're familiar with this. Absolutely. This drama. Oh, my God, yeah. Absolutely. So I, I tried um, whatever their first couple of beers were. One was a red ale because red ales were popular at the time. And then one of them was an IPA. And I ordered the full pint of it. This is after having two or three other pints. And... Yeah, it was, I won't say a mind-blowing experience, but it wasn't what I was expecting out of this golden beer at the time. I was expecting right. something a lot more mild in line with a red ale, but not quite as malty or whatever I thought at the time, or sugary, or I wouldn't have had a word like malty in my vocabulary at the time, but that was that was my... Sweeter or cleaner, something like that. Yeah, you know. yep. That was my first IPA, and then, of course, I started to dabble at home and there wasn't really a lot available to me. And on my my last trip to America, I made it to Chicago, met up with you guys at the yeah. place that we, we spoke about. And I'd already started to have some good beers with Rob. I had um, some Lagunita stuff. And then we went mm-hmm. and had dinner. And that's where I had my first um, Goose Island Bourbon County Stout experience. And Oh, that's right. It was there. I forgot that that was on draft that day. 
Yeah. And we we had a number of beers that night, which were great beers. And as we were heading out, you handed me a combination six-pack of beers that you had curated to get somebody into the beer um, experience or um, you, th- you thought that I would like because I can remember it included a Kolsch and it included... Crankshaft. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was about to mention crankshaft. Um, and included... You started canning it, dude. It's like amazing. Yeah. Included two pale ales, I think, and included two IPAs and a stout. And it was an amazingly curated six-pack and it really opened my eyes to what beer could be. And um, during that trip, I started to seek out beers... Um, which, which weren't that great in Las Vegas. Let's let's be clear. Vegas is not a beer destination like Chicago is. Yeah. Or and the guy was seeking out good beers for you. In fact, yeah. throwing some uh, hams or whatever. I was just gonna say Miller High Life's in your hand or whatever it was. Here's this tiny plastic you know, cup full of hams. Tony, I think I think that's a good idea. I actually just um, you've uh, you know. So, anyways, Tony just told the story of how. Uh, essentially the origin story of how everyone is subjected to listening to this, but um, <laughs> the, uh, the important, uh, I, I, the important thing of what he said is that I realize we, um, we can throw this as a, a segment, AKA what Tony would call a series into next week. Um, I think it's a six pack you would send with a buddy. Yeah. Uh, and it That's can be fine. kind of a, a ongoing, um, thing that you can keep updated right because if i think back to the six beers i sent you with i think i would send at least five different ones with you now um so still a crankshaft i think probably still a crankshaft yeah i think it's, it's that beer is so good delicious. and that style it's so good stands the test of time mm-hmm. now kelly what is your most underrated style not not specific beer Ooh. but is there a style that you think doesn't get enough love for me it's kolsch and for griff it's probably the same there, but no, for me, it's pastry stout. I don't think pastry stout's getting <laughs> nearly enough, enough love, these guys. days. There is just it is way underrated. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I think that porters get skipped over and people go straight to stout or imperial stout. I just, yeah. I, I, I really enjoy a porter, and um, yeah, I feel like people just like, I want. Give me my stout that's stuffed full of, you know, marshmallows and candy and cookies, which I have zero problem with. And I readily enjoy. Hey, a nice a preview for the next thing <laughs> we're going to talk about. And those are your three, you're saying? Okay, well, go ahead. We can be more specific. Um, but yeah, a porter. I really, I, I just really enjoy a porter. Excellent. Now, Kelly, how do you think I would go with a pastry stout? Because... When we first met in Vegas, I don't know whether you remember mm-hmm. this or not, um, we shared a, a, I think it's a stretch to call it a cocktail, but we shared a beverage. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cherished memory. How could you think I would ever forget about this? We take a picture. I take a picture of this or one of us takes a picture of this and sends it to you every time we're at that bar and it's like mm-hmm. a handful of maraschino cherries. and whatever funny flavored vodka and soda. And loopy or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Give me the gummy vodka. So some whipped. Uh, all of the above. Yeah, you guys are mixing up the flavor <laughs> vodka and soda. And Tony, like one thirty in the morning, Tony's like, and then just put like a fistful of maraschinos in the top of the um Oh, it's so good. Tony, this is a good preview. Um you I, I'm jumping in front of you. You said how do how would I go with pastry stout? Tony, I, I'm surprising you. I had a little, I had a little game. Not, well, this isn't a game. This is just a segment. All right, we have a game at the end, but um, I thought it'd be fun to have the three of us. Um, Kelly, a pastry stout, I would say not just aficionado expert um, of in pastry stout flavor to my, combos. To my LinkedIn. Tony, pastry stout is sort of a relatively new thing that seems to be, um, we'll say, infecting uh, Australia at this point. I think that's fair is that, to say. Is that a new, a new, it's a new, a new wave? It is because. I think it's new, yeah. The virtual good beer week that we had this year because we didn't have a physical one, I was able to order a chocolate mud cake stout, which Ooh. is delicious and comes in a proper size can. And That sounds uh, delicious. It is a rarity in Australia. I also got my hands on a black forest cake stout, but. Mm. 
we're, we're not getting the the crazy stuff like the snickerdoodle snouts, stouts and some of the other things that, that Griff has been talking about, but it's starting to infect us more than coronavirus. <laughs> there is snickerdoodle snout. So I thought it'd be fun um, if we could, uh, let's, let's do this. Let's name, let's each pick Mad Lib style. Uh, you got to pick a favorite pastry stout. Ingredient. ingredient. I almost said filling. Um, <laughs> I mean, oh, it can have a filling. It could be something that has a filling a in it. That's fine. Yep, you could absolutely have a ho-ho. Um, and I am going to look it up on Google, and I am going to find out if it exists. Okay. That's our game. It is called. Uh, we'll call it. Um, we'll call it the pastry bot. That's okay. what I'm going to call it. Pastry bot. The pastry bot is activated, and he is awaiting inputs. <laughs> How many rounds are we playing of this? Because I think I can stump you out of the gate, not even trying to be tricky, but I've got... Dude, yeah, I was going to say, like, don't say, like, gum tree or whatever, like, or Jaffa whatever cakes. fucking thing that you're going to say. You <laughs> that, know, that, like, that's, Tim Tams. <laughs> I think there is one with Tim Tams. There is. I, I, and it, yeah. <laughs> it is highly sought after. I couldn't get at my hands on an example. Boy, did I want yeah. one, though. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> I, know. I would drink that. Yeah. I would guess other half makes them with Tim Tams in it, but yeah. Okay. My ingredient, which could stump the pastry bot right out of the chute, is a lamington. Oh, oh. no. Well, no, now I have to Google what a lamington is. A lamington is a, it's a cake that is dipped oh, in chocolate, like a, um, chocolate icing. Oh, coconut cake. And coconut. The coconut's only on the outside, and sometimes it's cut in half with a jam layer. Oh, that looks so good. We're, See, those are things. So those are those are my picture. things. Yeah. Now, you could argue that if this stout has has like chocolate and coconut in it, then you know you're sort of. <laughs> I mean, you're well. I mean, you could just have you could separate those ingredients and then call it a, a lamington stout. Pastry yeah. stout. Okay. Well, let's see. That's fine. I'm good with that. Pastry bot is processing. <laughs> <laughs> It's exactly what I thought the pastry route would sound like. All right, Kel. Well, okay. I I think I have to change mine because the first no, thing don't. I thought no, well, okay. The first thing I thought of was more so in like a this like raw ingredient. Uh, no, actually, like a a baked good. Mm, okay. I don't want to say it because if we're gonna do another round, I want to save it for that. I don't okay. want any of you guys stealing my ideas. <laughs> um, so. Let's let's go with peanut butter. Peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Tony, I'm I'm sorry. I just drank this stout that I just poured myself in. It's really good. Um, oh no, I need to. Yeah. Some. Um, you said peanut butter. So mm-hmm. lamingtons and peanut butter. Oh, pastry bot's starting to overheat. Oh god. <laughs> well, you've got jam. Uh, <laughs> if there's jam and there's peanut butter, and then cake and chocolate and coconut. Um. Boy, I'm boring. I just like I, I if uh, if I've already got coconut and chocolate and peanut butter in there, you're a happy camper. You sort of in my like you. Yeah, I'm gonna go vanilla though. I'm a big vanilla, vanilla on the on like a vanilla coconut finish on this because you know the peanut butter is gonna hit hit you right up. Front. Right, that'll be the first and the chocolate and then the coconut and the vanilla on the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds good. All right, let's look it up. Multi-dimensional. Surprised right. you didn't say Glute, cinnamon. Glutebot's sort of like simmering right now. I think we might have broke him on the first try. Uh, let's say a, um, right, I'm going to put in lamington and see what I can get out of a lamington stout. Otherwise go with um, chocolate and coconut. I think you cover every base there. There is lamington stout. Was it made by Fierce? It is made by Fierce Beer, Imperial Lamington Chocolate Stout. It only has six check-ins. Fierce Beer is in Scotland, Aberdeen City, Scotland, and it collaborated with the New Zealand Beer Collective. There you go. I've also found another Lamington beer done by my friends at Deeds Brewing, and it's a... Oh, man. It's not a stout, so does that count? In, in 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 the Glutebot's um, books because it's a brown ale. And I also have good news. Um, we have a peanut butter, vanilla, chocolate, coconut stout. For the win. 
from Guadalupe Brewing. Ooh. How many chickens on that sucker? <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's only 27, but the brewery has 52,000 check-ins. It's, a, uh, it's in New Braunfels, Texas. Okay. Uh, this is a good-sized brewery. Um, and, yeah, peanut butter, vanilla, cho- coconut, chocolate, stout. Only 9%, but at the same time, it has 27 check-ins, but it does have a 4.83 rating, which even for 27 check-ins is pretty high. I mean, sometimes you get a 27 check-in beer. Here's a review of our stout that uh, uh, Pastry Bot uh, crapped out. Um, Incredible. It tastes like chocolate cereal soaked in milk for the perfect amount of time. He did not divulge what that amount of time is. This looks good. I would I would drink this. So peanut butter, vanilla, chocolate, coconut stout by Guadalupe Brewing. Shout out to our guys at Guadalupe, well, my friends. Wherever that guy with that review is drinking it, they're also serving it with a roasted marshmallow on the glass. Okay, this picture does have I, I will have to put this on Instagram now because I don't know if you know, but they can't uh, they cannot see. Oh uh, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm just I, joking. Of course. But um if only. No, I got to make an Instagram post of this guy's check-in McCloud and his, his avatar is a pug um, with a bow tie on. So there you go. Pastry bot succeeds. He's one for one, Tony. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah. So next we'll, 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 we'll keep pastry bot and glute bot here in the, uh, here in the studio um, for future, um, for future uh, games. I'm just going to turn him off because uh, he's smoking a lot. Oh, do you want to play again? I just want to do one more because I really liked my first ingredient that I thought of. Yep, okay. Let's do one more. Let's go with your you. ingredient first. All right. Are you for <laughs> Put him back <laughs> on. He's ready now. All right. Uh, all right. Well, Kelly goes first now because uh, we, she, we need her to get her good ingredient. In. Yeah. Uh, Rice Krispie treats. Oh, okay. I like it. Um, this is sounding, this is sounding microphone like already. <laughs> Probably. Dang it. I'm going to go with strawberry. Love Ooh. good strawberry dessert. Okay. Um, you can't. You can't. I can't repeat. say vanilla you again. Can't repeat. No. Making that rule. Um, Come on. Some sort of fruit or ingredient. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm sure I can. Uh, you know what? I would say um, if I'm going to go. Stra- if we're saying strawberry and rice krispie treat, I think I would say like uh, like cinnamon. How about that? Okay. That, right. that is a valid ingredient for the glute bot. I think it's almost starting to take on a, like a horchata-esque flavor profile. Can yeah. I just say, while I was playing this game, I have just purchased a four-pack of beer. Thank you very much. Costing <laughs> me an absolute fortune because my friends again at Deeth Brewing, who I have no affiliation with or no contact with, um, have put out a beer, part of their Milk Bar series, which is a strawberry with vanilla and lactose beer, and it's a cream sour. Ooh. It's 7.7% alcohol with mosaic hops, strawberries, vanilla, and lactose. Well, Pastry Bot might have to end up one for two. Oh, no. I cannot. Um, hold on. Let me. Uh, Sometimes you have to find other ways to say Rice Krispies since that's probably trademarked. Yeah. Um, this boy, this sounded like something microphone would make, I'll be honest. Rice Krispies. Um, oh, yep. You're, I was right. There is a Rice Krispie stout at least. Um this beer, I remember drinking this beer, in fact. Oh, uh, yeah. Snap, crackle, pop by microphone, double milk stout with vanilla, marshmallow, and cocoa nibs. Unfortunately, strawberry and um, cinnamon were left aside, but um, this was at least Rice Krispie inspired, Tony. It's as good as we might get. There's a beer named Strawberry Rice Krispie. Okay, that's pretty good too. Um, but it's a Belgian blonde. Yeah, I know. And that, that not, one's sort of not checking out to me. I'm it's not, not following but I'm that. just yeah. saying there is a beer with that name. St- Pastry Bot says Fail. You know, yeah. Ignore. Block. Belgian blonde. What's going on there? Yeah, I don't know. That's sort of an underrated style, isn't it? No, I know. But why are we making it strawberry rice crispy? 
Well, the name was Strawberry Rice Krispie. It just okay. it has strawberry malt, which I'm unfamiliar with. Oh, taste of a strawberry malt. It doesn't have strawberry malt in it. Oh, I read that. Like a strawberry malt, the uh, drink that you might oh, get. Oh, oh, oh. Got it. Like it. Okay. Yep. All right, Tony. Uh, oh, that was a... Oh, no, oh. Th- this check-in says they added strawberry and rice, rice krispies, krispies and, and marshmallow. marshmallow. See, if I would have said marshmallow, I would have had it, yeah. Mm. But it wouldn't have been a stout, though. Yeah, I think, well, it's a pastry beer, I think. Mm. I think that's fair. Um... Tony, I thought we should play a game with our guest um, and make them stretch the the bands of reality to peer into the darkness and understand my twisted brain. What do you think about that? Sounds like fun. <laughs> oh, boy. Agreed. So uh, we're going to bring back an old classic from the origin days of two brews and a lot. Uh, sorry. Of, oh, no. No. <laughs> of... Uh, of the beer engine podcast it's two brews and a lie all the way back from four or five weeks ago when we played this last and i have to pull it up on my phone because our guest is sitting right next to me and i do not want to permit this person to see the uh guesses so tony do you remember the rules of this game i do um but take it take us through it for for our audience sake of course, and, 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 and for, for my the guests. own, because I don't know. So I will name. Uh, I am going to read um, as much information as I have <laughs> about three beers. There's three. We'll play three rounds, three beers each, okay. and you. I will read information about three beers. The the rounds will be themed, which makes it fun. Oh yeah, I love. Themed. And I will uh, tell you those three beers, and you have to guess which one, uh, which two of those are real. Uh, but really, what you have to guess is which one did I just create out of my own twisted, sick brain? Oh boy! Yeah. This will be interesting. And it's dark in there. You yeah. don't want to go. You don't want to go. You know, diving down there. There's a bunch of old snacks and wrappers and stuff. Uh-huh. All right, gang, are you ready? Absolutely, Kelly. Are you ready? I I, I think I'm ready. I'm pretty. Today's I game. I thought since we had a lady here, one who was uh, familiar with the beer scene over the last um, many, many years, and is familiar with a major issue that's been in the beer world, mm. which is gross shit. Uh, nasty names of beers, uh, naming beers offensive things as a professional brewery that are gross and uh, sexist and ugly. Well, and also uh, the labels and gross. with gross labels um, with uh, big Hooters girls mm-hmm. and uh, naked and, or in fact, one I saw today that I don't have on this list with, um, you know, pants around the ankles oh, and geez. the like. So uh, people are nasty. And I thought we would, of course, bring light to that and make fun of it and make it a joke by doing our stupid little bit about it. The funny part is like some, they have to submit these to be approved. Yep. I love the idea of submitting this to the government and it has a big uh, clit on it or something. Oh goodness. Nasty. Wow. All right, Tony, you ready for the game? Absolutely. All right. Round one is the pointless acronym round. Ooh. Okay. Beer. 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 That was a lie. And you will understand when I get going here. So, the first entry is mm-hmm. B-O-O-B-S, Ugh, Blueberry Oatmeal Outstanding Breakfast Stout. And I'm even going to tell you the brewery name. You're lucky. This is Birdfish Brewing Company. Well, that's a produced stupid this. name for a brewery and a stupid name for a beer. They okay. just threw that extra O in there so they could spell out boobs. Outst- are you saying outstanding doesn't really The superlative in the middle? Really yeah, no. With the rest mm-hmm. of- Let me read you the description. I got that for you, too. The oatmeal and dark malts adds a creamy texture and roasted bread-like flavor in your mouth. Pureed blueberries offer a hint of sweetness, giving this beer an almost coffee cake finish. So there you go. That's uh, from Birdfish, that classic. Very middle-of-the-road descriptor. Um, Not throwing up any warning signs for me. Could be real, could be fake. I need to hear more. Roasted bread-like flavor in your mouth was a normal way to say something. Uh, Here you go. You're going to like this one. Uh, P-U-S-S-Y. Packer and Upton Super Sour Yuzu. And this one is from Packer Brewing. It's a collab with 
Packer and Upton Artisanal Brewing. When we go over the border to meet up with our tri-state friend at Upton Artisanal Brewing, you know things are going to get sexy. <laughs> Yuzu adds a sweet sour kick to this American sour ale. That's it? That's all. That's all I got. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> I was like waiting for there to be more. Okay. And r- say the, the name of the brewery again. It's a collaboration. Oh. It's a mm-hmm. uh, Packer Brewing Inc. and Upton Artisanal Brewing. Okay. See, they're the red flags for me. That sounds like something Griff could come up with. Well, I also know that he has a very deep love for Yuzu. So, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe this one will change your mind. <laughs> uh, this one is called, and, and maybe you're starting to see what I meant by pointless acronyms. This one is called, now it's backwards, uh, Three Idiots Triple Spiced, T-I-T-S. Three, wait. Three Three Idiots Triple triple Spiced, spiced. T-I-T-S. Uh-huh. It's by Frankendale Brewing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. See, that just sounds fake right off the bat, so I think that's real. real. So here's a description. Try Three Idiots Triple Spiced, T-I-T-S. And, you know, you got to give it up for them. There is a sight gag here that you're not going to get where they have the the period after the S, the parentheses, and then the period at the end of the (laughs) sentence. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) I mean, that's not bad. This Belgian triple has a rich malt base, delicately spiced with Sichuan pepper, leaving a unique tingling sensation. However, beneath its smooth taste is a high ABV well hidden, just like magic. Watch out, it will sneak up on you eventually. Hmm. So there's your three pointless acronyms. Oh, goodness. I'm going to give Kelly some extra thinking time. Um, Three idiots triple spice. That last one is just too dumb to be made up. So I'm going to eliminate that out of my thought process. It comes down to the first two. I just think the fact that you went the extra mile to name a collaboration, I think that is the fake beer. And the the fact that you named, because I think this is definitely the fake beer, one of the breweries to be named with the word artisanal in it, is definitely a griff thing. So, therefore, my answer is B. I'm going to go with B also, solely based on the use of yuzu. Yep, you're both right. <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have brought my wife to play this game with you. <laughs> it's too obvious. Between the two of you, you can piece together way too much. And yeah, and using um, elevated vocabulary words like artisanal um some of uh, franken frankendale said sichuan i mean come on and they had a sight gag in there so that's pretty good well <laughs> you gotta, all, all of these brewers fancy themselves copywriters and they like they're all mfa guys well, yeah, i know so. that's why this is a good game. i know it's funny all right round two okay here all we right go. back to business mm-hmm. beer. Beer. beer that was a lie Round two is the mandatory blonde ale. Oh. Uh, Kel, you know this. You go to any shitty, shitty uh, garbage brewery, they have a blonde ale on. Not the blonde ales are inherently bad, but um, they have some gross name with them. Mm-hmm. Pretty much almost always. Tony, is this a phenomenon? Do, do, does any of this gross shit... My, honestly, I would just like to remind everybody that the bad thing, it's one bad thing that I have made up a fake one. It's an even worse thing that two of those were real beers. I do want to make clear oh, that you had to guess the fake one. Right. The other two were honest to God real. Now I just want the to boobs look them one up was and, real. And I want to look them up on Untapped and see what people are saying about them. So uh, anyways, Tony, do they have like gross shit like this in Australia? Or are you guys like grown up now? As far as bad bad gross name for beers go the worst i've been involved with because i was at a brewer's breakfast and this was the beer name that won out was inappropriate touching inappropriate that's not that bad i mean whatever yeah that that i thought was clever but um 
because it was a, a Belgian Trappist style ale. Um, Kelly's now getting into the rabbit hole. You can't you can't no, start looking no. up gross words on Untapped, or else you're going to find the beers that I picked. So put them away. I'm just looking up the ones that have boobs in the name because that is just. Oh yeah, just, I mean, I was in I was in a boobs. dark place the last two days making this. Uh, just just beer, typing beer typing in gun boobs typing in titties boobs ass you know over and over again and untapped getting the FBI calling me. It's just uh, it's where I'm at now. I mean, this is what we're doing for our fans so they can laugh at our show. But as far as like right. having a beer named Taint Juice, we don't have many Taint Juices on the shelf. Well. Well, we got two more rounds, Tony, so don't ruin it. Um, all right, mandatory blonde ale. All number right. one. Mm-hmm. Shit. All right, I'm going to try to read these without laughing. They're I all funny. I, here, I, just, I won't look um, at you. Rock, Does that help? Number one is called Rock and Go Pussy Juice G-Spot oh, Blonde. <laughs> you know the person that named this wears a John Deere hat, right? This is a oh, trash yeah. a trash beer produced for a trashier spot. Sixth anniversary, proud to serve it to our mom. Oh. Our mom, I think, is I assume I guess I'm assuming these are brothers oh. or something or whatever. Wow. All right. I hope they're brothers and not a brother and sister. That's weird. Number two. <laughs> number two is bare ass bleach blonde. <sighs> A simple beer for those who prefer the lighter side. Well, uh, we didn't say the brewery names for these. No, I I don't have it. Okay. Okay. I don't have the brewery name. Okay. That's clever. You get as much much information as you get. Okay. This is inconsistent from round to round. Of course. Yes. Usually you want the brewery name. I was spoiling you with the first oh, round. And mm-hmm. I gave you I gave you a little uh, scaffold so you could get to the Oh thanks. <laughs> the rubber, thanks for the leg up. Yeah, like we needed it. He used user in a bit. Yeah. Of course it's his yeah, beer. I had to use the breweries in that one because I said the breweries in the name of the beer, Tony. Come on. All, all right, right. Go on. So bare ass bleach blonde. And all you get from that is a simple beer for those who prefer the lighter side. Okay. And number three is called Hot Little Blonde Thang. Mm. And it's for those who don't like too much to their beers. It's a spicy little number with the spice of Chinook hops. So it sounds, I mean, reads great and easily. Will you read the first one again? Rock and go pussy juice G spot spot G spot blonde. <laughs> Ugh. Do you want me to say it again? No. Yes. <laughs> say it again. Never. Never again. Rock and go <laughs> pussy juice G spot blonde. Wow. <laughs> As my eyeballs fall out of my head. Now which now which one is so first tell me your favorite, of course, and then after that tell me which one you think is fake. Like favorite has to be number one, right? A has to be favorite. <laughs> All right, fine. Just tell me which one's yeah, fake. Yeah, I would say if, if by favorite you mean most horrifying. <laughs> which, which one is fake? Um. Okay, I I made you read the first one again. Will you just read the names just quickly? Just Rock. skip the first one that we we got that one. Are you sure? RNGJGB. Uh-huh, we'll uh-huh. call it. Great. Then just say uh, two then we had again. a bare ass bleach blonde, uh-huh. and then we had hot little blonde thing. Okay. Tony? I have a favourite, and it's C. Um, I just think the descriptor for B, it's just perfect for that kind of beer name. They they didn't put a lot of thought into the beer name. It was the first funny thing that came to their mind, so therefore the descriptor meets up with that perfectly. So I, I, I think that's a real beer, and I think the first one, because it's such a, a – a mouth mouthful, um, and he's so gross in its in its naming, um, is real, and I think it's C. Okay. I okay at the risk of being a boring guest, I also think it's C, and I in mind now I'm like also talking about like not only the like the name of the beer, the description. Can you hear me, Tony? 
the for people who don't like too much or what was it like don't like too much to their beer um that was kind of i don't know there was something off about that to me all right so you guys guessed right it's number two um or whatever i said number three number three. whatever we said before i uh <laughs> before we stop trying to before we didn't do anything change the story. um uh, so that was the blonde round, and number three, round three, beer. 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 That was a lie. Yeah! We're gonna call this one flat out nasty. Oh, and that wasn't the first one. Well, I will admit, rock and go, pussy juice, G spot, blonde was nasty. Also nasty. It's like the running but theme for the entire game. This one is a little bit. I don't know if it's just. It, it actually, gross. honestly, isn't more nasty. There's just like there's something to it that makes it grosser to me. But to this one, it's not even fun. Wow. You know what I mean, it's just weird. I can't. I can't even begin to imagine the words that are about to come out of your mouth. All right, round two. Two of those beers were real, including the one with pussy juice in it. Okay. Was real. So. Just want to make sure that everybody knows Thank how you. fucked up the world is uh, here. In because beer. we needed the reminder. Uh, number three, or so number one around three is a classic. This one is an ESB. It's called Leg Spreader ESB. Oh my God. Like, that's just unnecessary. Like, what does that have to do with anything? It's, it doesn't. Well, if you're wondering, let's let's take a peek oh, at the no. title to see if they can give us any further info. Mm -hmm. It is a classic. Uh, English style extra strong bitter. That's the entire that, description. That's the description. You might find a theme here in a lot of these where they have this gross naming and stuff that they don't do much elaborating when they get to the description. <laughs> they tend to just sort of go right to business. Okay. All right. All right. So there's leg spreader. Mm. And it's 6.4 alcohol by volume tony do you, isn't that weird for an esb that is seems high oh that's right on the that that verging into imperial oh, six and below is fine but 6.4 seems excessive yeah all right here's number two thong remover triple <laughs> <laughs> it's just just funny to say i mean what do they have to do with each other Nothing. We don't know. Maybe it uh, was an Australian brewery that uh, where thongs actually mean flip flops, not g oh. g strings or g bangers. Well, the picture. I will say the picture. The picture is a. The picture is very odd, and I know this is giving away that this is probably real, but there is a picture, and I do just want it to be clear that the picture is of like a computer generated three D lady having her thong pulled off but like the copper tone ad by a dog by a little dog oh my goodness and it's like a it's like a fake it's like a vr lady like an avatar yeah it's really weird anyways this complex belgian style triple has a golden hue and the aroma and flavor of banana and slight clove Predominant Belgian malt flavors give way to a subdued bitterness with a wonderful smooth finish so nothing about thongs or removing them straight to business this is a belgian style triple it's banana and clove baby ignore the gross part okay there you go so number three panty dropper porter mm -hmm. this brew will rock your socks off not to mention your panties rich chocolate flavors sinfully seduce you to shed your inhibitions <laughs> This medium-bodied beauty is exploding with a rich, creamy head and a smooth coffee finish. Pair with robust meals such as steak and pasta or a date with your recliner and a bologna sandwich. Wow. <laughs> so that's panty dropper porter. So we got the leg spreader, the thong remover, and the panty dropper. Who you guys got? I've got the thong remover. Even though you, you described the artwork, I'm not buying the artwork. Oh, that sounds off to me. And while it could be the last one, because that just sounds like an autobiographical description of your life, um, I actually think it's B. The baloney sandwich part? Is yes. that what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I was like the panty removing part. I don't know whose I don't know whose life you've been living, but <laughs> Kel? Um see the baloney like the, the meal pairings and the baloney sandwich. 
steak and pasta was a little bit weird to me because I don't think a porter goes with any of those things. You don't want to have a porter with a no. nice big plate of gabagool or whatever? A I think that's meat, actually. Of, I don't know. <laughs> of chicken Alfredo? No. Um, See, the thing that threw me off about A. Tell me some more Olive Garden dishes while you're at it. Oh, goodness. Actually. The thing that threw me off with A was the fact that it was an ESB and it was 6.4 because you wouldn't make a style-based style error like that if it wasn't real. Um, you you would have you would have put it in the range of, of four point five to to five and a half. You know what an ESB is, so that's what threw me off. A. So you're saying that just is a product of shitty brewing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, but see here, I I can't tell if this is a red herring or not because at the beginning you're like, yeah, you'll see with with these that they just go straight to the point, and that was what the first one was, and then options two and three had paragraph description well but they but i think number two got to the point it meaning it didn't talk about thong removing it just talked about the bjcp description of belgian triple hmm. essentially hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna go with uh number one you're going with no, number one the leg spreader mm -hmm. all right well here's the thing guys i'm not gonna judge either of you on this because i just wanted wrong. to make a point they're all real all, of them? <laughs> all three of these are real. <laughs> all three of these beers really exist in the United States, and all three of them, two of them have more than 2,000 check-ins. One of them has 450 check-ins. I, I shouldn't be as shocked as I am, but I'm just, I, almost, uh Yeah, four, th almost 5,000 times people have checked into Jeez. a beer named either Leg Spreader, Thong Remover, and frankly, I would say way more than that panty dropper because I looked up panty dropper on untapped and there were 30 beers. Do you think that these breweries are just like giggling to themselves because like we're making people walk up to a bar, whether it's our brewery or a bar or sitting at a restaurant and be like, yes, I'll have the leg spreader. And you're like, uh, what? I think what they're doing is making people not order them <laughs> is what they're doing. Because you know what I would do when I saw that beer? I'd be like, well, I guess I want a triple, but I guess I don't because I am not going I up to this lady and one. saying, I want the thong remover. <laughs> it's just not happening. I don't know. I mean, you're just talking no. yourself out of a sale. Um, yeah, all three of those are real fucked up. I just think it shows how gross men are, and in this case, male brewers are gross. Um, yeah, I don't think it. I don't think they're using it to to sell extra beer. I I don't don't think the crowd get a kick out of it. I think just those brewers are particularly gross individuals. Yeah, I think I, I think agree. even more specifically, these breweries are doing gross shit and it's nasty. Um, I did want to throw in uh, there were when you look up this stuff on Untapped, which is sort of a dark experience. Um. You uh, you do see a lot of homebrews, and people don't uh, care what they name them. Oh, homebrews. no. That's not regulated by anybody. So I did throw in a bonus homebrew. You guys don't have to guess this one. It is real, meaning some homebrewer made it and put it on untapped, and it exists. Holy shit, I hope it's not one of mine. And this is from <laughs> A. Moran, and it says, uh, Oh, <laughs> A beautiful blonde with big tits and an ass that tastes like French vanilla ice cream. <laughs> I don't know what to do with the ass part of that. Like, <laughs> I'm just... I, uh, it's a, why? Yeah. It's from... Uh, it's Funny enough, it's from Beauregard Brewing. <laughs> Troy Bohunk created this. <laughs> <laughs> It's, a, it's his gift that he left us. Um, so, yeah, ass that tastes like vanilla ice cream. Why? Crazy. Why? Um, all right. So you guys passed the test. You guys you guys beat me. Um, I am stupid. I can't make up. Uh, I can't make nearly as convincing of disgusting, uh, you know, uh, genitalia-related beard uh, <laughs> names. So I guess that's. Good. I think that's a good thing. All yes. right. You are not a de degenerate, so we'll, yeah. we'll take that as a win. Look, I Kelly, I believe that. it's been great to have you on. I think we've got to have you on more regularly because you are a knowledgeable beer person 
And you love a flavoured vodka. And as we know, I do. We all love a flavoured vodka. Yes, we do. Yeah, there's still loopy in the house. Maybe next time we bring you on, we'll crack the loopy open. And some loopy some, and uh, bubbly. Get some bubblies. My classy uh, cocktail. Meaning, meaning the little uh, Coke brand soda. Thanks to our friends at Coca Cola for sending me a free case of bubbly that I paid for. Uh, works out great. I'm pretty sure that bubbly is um, made by Pepsi. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> just right, um, Tony. Just yeah. before we go, because you brought it up. Has Coca-Cola gotten into the beer industry in America? Because it has in Australia. They make really? shit, really. Yep. They they make what I would consider a macro, probably not a macro by American standards in the fact that it I don't think it sells in huge quantities, but it's probably like our like eighth or ninth bit seller. It it tries to verge itself on craft. It's it's called Yenda and it's mm. It's owned and was made by Coca-Cola. And when I say made, it was a brand made by Coca-Cola. They didn't buy anybody out. This wasn't a buyout. This was a brand that they wholly and solely created to try and get their foot in the Australian craft beer market. Interesting. I had never heard of that, but that's now I want to look it up. Well, all right. Well, we're going to be shipping cases of Yanda back and forth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, Tony, uh, another another delightful romp of an episode. I'm not going to say banger because you don't like when I do it. But to all of our adoring fans, you can email me uh, and Tony. I don't know which one of us will look at it. And most of us, uh, if you're me, you don't look at it till today. Um, you can uh, email us at beerengineshow at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram, beerenginepod on there. Take a look at... Uh, we put some highlights from the show up from last week. If you want to play along in our untapped games or other segments, uh, feel free to take a peek there. Shoot us a comment if you want, or a chat or something, or messages. What do they call it on untapped? You're the expert. Untapped Your... messages? Untapped Instagram messages? Untapped Instagram messages. Yeah, I mean, whatever, you know. Message us on uh, one of those. On, you can DM you on Instagram. Yeah, DM me. Slide into the DMs on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, Give us a cheese. And then... Yeah, yeah. Toast, toast us on Untapped. Toast us. Riff AD. Tony, what's that? What's that screen name for you? I think it's Saint Moz. Saint Moz. It is. I just sent you a friend request, Tony. Excellent. So Saint Moz and Griff AD on Untapped. Feel free to you know friend us, toast us. We'll we'll toast you back, and you're gonna get that toast badge, baby. Need that. Everybody loves a badge. All right, Kel. I any you last said words? Badge, not badge. Oh, God, no. no. Yeah. Well, we, we said enough of that already. <laughs> yeah, I think we've covered that. Um, thanks for having me, guys. Super fun. Tony? Yenda Pale Ale gets a two for style on rake beer. A two. two. I think that's all you need to know. All right, later on, everybody.